now rocking with Matt and Dez. Let's go. Welcome to the Matt and Dez Experience. Matt and Dez Gonzalez are the founders of Kingdom Culture Ministries, a nonprofit organization that specializes in training, consulting, and resourcing leaders. Join them as they talk about life, family, faith, and all things prophetic. Now let's get to today's episode of the Matt and Dez Experience. Welcome to the Matt and Dez Experience. I'm your co-host, Matt Gonzalez. And I'm your other co-host, Desiree Gonzalez. Today's show, oh boy, you guys are in for a treat. We have the myth, the woman, and the legend. Our producer of this show, the Matt and Dez Experience, the one who got us started in the podcast world, Cassidy Atkins. What is up, Cassidy? It's weird to be on this side. I know. This it is, is so I'm weird. so excited about it's this show. It's surreal. Because we get to actually have you on this side. Live, in, a, in live. person. Like this, literally, this podcast would not be happening. You know, I know it was a dream uh, and we have talked about it, but you actually made it happen. Yeah. And so we are so grateful and, and uh, just your passion for media that listeners are going to be able to hear today. And we're just going to have a really fun conversation. Like I've been looking forward to this episode. Oh, Me too. Thank you. Like, this is about to be just so amazing. And so let's get into it. Let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) So Cassidy, for the listener who may not know who you are, can you share a little bit about who you are, what you do, and all the glorious delicious type of stuff you like to share. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. So like you said, my name is Cassidy Atkins. I'm the owner of the Creative Podcast Company. I'm crazy passionate about um, reforming the media mountain and bringing truth back um, in its rightful place on that mountain. So um, I've done a lot of different things in media. I'm sure we're going to get into, but right now my main jam is podcasting so I can partner with people like you guys that are changing the world one episode at a time. Yeah, And it's been amazing too because since we've had this podcast up, I mean, we've been on some of the top 10 lists in different nations but I'm just blown away and you kind of talked about that so thank you of thank course. you for mm-hmm. all that you've done and just uh, encouraging us and just love how you're seeing like how you're launching so many people into the podcast world and helping their dreams come true and it's just awesome you know I, I, I get so encouraged by seeing people just walk out their yes mm. when you see somebody walk out their yes to their destiny, their their you know their their dream, just kind of some of the things that they're they're going after, and then you start seeing the fruit. It just so encourages you, yeah, to want to just step into your yes, absolutely. And one thing that I wanted to ask you, Cassidy, was I know that you've shared a little bit with us that you weren't always in the media mountain. And so can you share a little bit of your story, how you even got a passion for the media mountain particularly? Yeah, definitely. So crazy how just everything falls into place and you Mm kind of look back and you take inventory of your life and you're like, oh God, this is what you were preparing me for forever. So um, growing up, I was crazy dyslexic, like really hard to read. School is super hard for me. They wanted to put me in special ed, like, like crazy bad, right? So my parents were definitely um, aware of my learning style really early. So I'm an auditory learner. So I would listen to um, a lot of my school, like until I was homeschooled, they took me out of school I was homeschooled um so they would let me listen to a lot of stuff and that was primarily how I was learning and but also I was really um you know my parents would always ask me okay you can have like 30 minutes of tv before dinner or you know 30 minutes of radio or 30 minutes of you know programming for all you like hardcore Christian kids you know what Adventure and Odyssey is do you guys have you ever heard (laughs) of that okay okay so I would listen to Adventures and Odyssey for those who don't know it's like a radio drama it was Christian it's by focus on the family so they did a really great job honestly 
probably. <laughs> but anyway, so I would listen to those uh, like cassettes or CDs or whatever. And I would listen to um, Adventures and Odyssey so much on a CD that like the lines that played it would rub thin and it would stop working. Oh, wow. Like, n- like I, no one even knew that was possible to do with a CD. <laughs> <laughs> so, but like it was crazy because um, while I was listening, like first of all, lots of Kingdom principles they like released through the whole show. Yeah. And then, uh, but what I was listening to was like the sound bites and like the noise that was in the background and like, oh, they just, you know, they played a train passing by or whatever. So I'd like write notes down oh, of wow. what was going on in the background and the si- the sound design side mm-hmm. of stuff. So super weird for a kid to be doing, <laughs> right? But it all like kind of made sense when I uh, turned 17 and I was in a gas station uh, and that's apparently where God talks to me. So I was 17, I was in the gas station and he was like, hey, you need to go into radio. And wow. so never really like thought about radio it wasn't really on my radar or anything so um fast forward got an internship uh and got an internship with the third largest media conglomerate in the world like literally walked in said hey are y'all hiring when i was walking in the guy that hires people was walking out crazy hard guy i found out later to get a like interview with meeting with call with crazy hard guy to get a hold of but we like bumped into each other and he was like what are you doing here i was like uh I was just wondering if y'all had any internships. Like super wow. awkward 17-year-old <laughs> kid got hired on the spot. Um, so like it was crazy just how like through dyslexia, through listening to things over and over and over, like there was something about sound that would always bring me to life. That's so incredible. I walked into the radio station, started working. Um, you know, I was in and I was an intern for a long time, and it didn't take super duper long to realize media is not <laughs> amazing. Yeah. And so like there's not a lot of truth being shared and um, I'll get into this story because it kind of just like encapsulates everything um, that maybe even we're experiencing today with media. So I'm an intern working like super late, uh, like the night show kind of thing. And this PSA comes through and it's there's this fire happening close to my hometown. And it's like the moment it's still weird to even think about like the moment when I got that announcement, like this fire is breaking out. But I didn't like I didn't read like about the fire. I was like, I could be the first one letting somebody know if their family members alive, Mm. if their businesses are still standing, if they're what like whatever, like terrible things can happen from a fire I was about to let everyone know what was going on so I got this I got this media report or this PSA and it didn't make any sense about what was happening I was like so is the fire still going is it not going like it didn't it did not share any sort of truth it was just Mm. so vague so I got another PSA that came through and so I'm in Texas that's where I'm from so primarily a red state red area you know super conservative Um, so I read the right winged PSA and I read the left wing PSA and I read the left one because frankly made more sense Mm. like it didn't have anything to do with politics had nothing to do with the news source like I was trying to make sure I was communicating the best truth that I could to the people on the other side that was hearing my voice so I read the PSA I was letting people know what was going on the next day I got called into my boss's office and was like why did you read this and la 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 like we're in bed with this other like company you need to be reading their PSAs only and like you know they they have this and like we're they're our affiliate so it was all about the dollars and it was all about the ratings and it was all about it was all about who we were in bed with and not about the truth. Wow. So it was like the craziest moment because I thought 
Like, if this is happening in one radio station in one town Mm -hmm. in Texas, in one state, like, I can't imagine what's happening all across the world. And so in that moment, like, I feel like I had enough awareness to think, like, I'm just an intern. I don't really have anything to lose here. Mm -hmm. Um, But imagine the person that, you know, is thinking about their kids at home. And imagine the people that, like, have, you know, that are making money to survive. Of course, they're going to do what they're told. So Mm -hmm. it's, 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 it's easy to see how the narrative's being changed so quickly. Wow. Um, because of the ratings. So for a brief season after that experience, I was like, well, maybe I'll get into TV. You know, maybe it's a little, <laughs> maybe it's a little bit better over there. And it definitely dun, wasn't. Dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> definitely wasn't. So um, I just kind of like did, I did the radio thing and it was just a really hard environment um, at the time. So I just, you know, I'd show up every day. I was one of the only believers there. The only other believer was like terrible. <laughs> like she was the type of Christian that said she was a Christian to close deals. Oh, so that boy. made it even harder. So it was just a really lonely experience um, to be in radio for so long. So fast forward to answer your question. I get this job offer from the church we're at at the time. And I was like, finally, Lord, you're going to make me the best women's pastor in the world. Like I'm going to change. Like you're finally using me to my, you know, whatever. Because I think as Christians, we always fall into that trap of like, I can only be powerful in the church. Mm. You know what I mean? So I got a a job at the church. They told me it was going to be, you know, like running social media, doing the website, doing stuff I was already really good at that I learned in media. But it ended up not being like that at all. I was doing like admin work and stuff that I wasn't like good at at all. So I stepped onto the church mountain and I'm always really careful on about how I say this. But, it, you know, I'm a dreamer. Like I grew up in a prophetic culture. Like I can Mm -hmm. feel things. I can discern things. Like I always know, like, you know, like the goosebump factor, all that stuff. So I was I'm always careful how I said this. But when I worked at the church, it was like the physical, like tangible presence of God left me. Whoa. Like I had no dreams. I had no, um, it was really difficult for me to get a prophetic word almost. Like it was like, I had to like fight and we were in a really unhealthy church. So that added to it. But through this season, I was like, Oh my gosh, like what wow. am I what am I supposed to do? You know? So I was just it was like I was just like banging my like fist. Like, God, like did you like what am I wow. doing? I'm serving you. I'm in your church. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. And so um I'm always really careful about how I say that because God never left me. Right. Yeah. But right. like it was like that that intimate relationship I was used to was not there. Mm-hmm. And the breakthrough yep. I was able to give was like re- wasn't it wasn't there. It was like really difficult. So fast forward, me and my amazing husband Daniel. <laughs> He, he, uh, you know, we get married and the day we get back from our honeymoon, I get called into the office of the church and I get laid off. And so, uh, like the day we got back from our honeymoon, oh, so wow. super great timing. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So hey, we got a honeymoon prize for you. Right. <laughs> and it, it, like, this is like a side note, but they knew they were going to lay me off. I was like, y'all didn't tell me this before the wedding. Oh, Anyways. No. So super. I know it's so bad. So I got, I got to, uh, like we got into the meeting and they pulled me and Daniel both in. And so they're like, Hey, blah, blah, blah. They read the script, you know, the church, like we're going to part ways or whatever, you know? (laughs) So, uh, we're in there and they give me the news and like, right when they say, and I knew it was coming, like you're like, people aren't dumb. You know what I mean? Like, like, you know, when you're about to get laid off, I'm in the office. And as soon as they said, we're going to have to let you go. Like the Holy spirit just fell on me like crazy. And so like, I just, I looked at like the elders that were there in the eye and I said, thanks for making the hard decisions for the church. Like, thank you. I hugged them and we left. And uh, like right when we left, God said, are you going to get back on your mountain? 
Wow. From then, like, like just started having crazy prophetic dreams, just like massive amounts of like Ooh. downloads, like, you know, like, you know, our Dano always talks about finding your Metron. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so that like media is my Metron, like sound is my Metron. My I am statement is I am the sound of the kingdom. So like when I left the media mountain and stepped onto the church mountain, like God didn't leave me, but my influence was very different. My impact was different because I wasn't where I was designed to be. So getting healed yep. from that mindset of religion, it's like you have to be in the church to be important <laughs> or be impactful yep. or change the world. Like that was, it was such a valuable lesson. So I don't wow. like curse that time or I don't look back yeah. and like, oh, I, like I lost all those months of the, you know, not yeah. even mad at them for laying me off. It was like the best thing that ever yeah. happened to me, you know? So like no hate to the, those elders or anything. Like yeah. it's just, it was just such a valuable lesson. And that's one thing I like to talk about is that you don't have to be, you know, you can be in any mountain or sector of society and God can use you. And one of my favorite quotes, and I don't know who said it one day, I'm going to find it and quote them because I say it all the time, <laughs> but God looks at all the earth and there's not one part that he says, that's not mine. Wow. You know, he looks at all of it and that's says, that's mine. So, that. so when I figured that out about the father's heart of like, he looks at media and he's like oh that's mine Mm. i love it i need it i want it i created it you know when i started partnering with that i stepped i stepped back onto the media mountain and it was just crazy Mm. crazy powerful and so one of the reasons why i'm so specifically passionate about podcasting is because we're in a season right now where media like fake news is real and people know it now so it's a lot harder to execute propaganda and i'm not i'm not vilifying government when i say that it's just there's been a lot of misdirection in Mm -hmm. the media mountain for a long time and you might have a better word for it kind of you know I, I think it's interesting I think it's it's I don't know if it's a better word but I say corruption so yeah okay yeah that's I knew there's like a word so yeah a lot of corruption in that space yeah. so a lot of orphans like a lot of yeah. right and a lot of ego in media because mm-hmm. it can it, depending on what role you're in it's all about me and it's, I'm, yeah. I'm the face of this or you know whatever so wow anyways I'm passionate about podcasting specifically because the corruption is being noticed by the public yep. and so podcasting is really powerful and one of the reasons why I wanted to get into it is to partner with people like you guys like I said at the beginning but people are recognizing that you know the talking head on the tv or the voice they hear on the radio may not know it all so now like the Mm. power has been restored back to normal people just like you and me so people are taking seriously what you know normal people say you know what i mean and you know 20 even 10 years ago that really wasn't the case you know if it was on the news it was the truth you know what i mean so podcasting is so powerful and i like to say it this way you know people go to youtube to learn how to do something Mm. but people go to podcasting to learn how to become something wow that's fire (laughs) so you know partnering with people that are sharing the truth about whatever niche they're in whatever they're passionate about you know it can it really can change the landscape of not only media but the world you know one of one of my other favorite sayings is uh like the truth is true that doesn't have to wear a jesus t-shirt so you know you don't have to have a overtly christian podcast to share the truth and really yeah. impact people absolutely That's good. you know one of the things i love just what you've been talking about is your whole journey i didn't even know about your early childhood mm-hmm. i mean some of the things that you had to overcome and yet it seems like you know according to statistics that were against you and you just rose above I mean, that just, you inspired me. I didn't even know that. Wow. Incredible. And then, you know, I think I love how you said that you thought going into the church was actually going to be your your power spot, your Metron. And yet it kind of made you domesticated. Yeah. That's kind of what happened. What I, what the kind of my take you heard on is like the things you thought became domesticated and you had to break out and discover this. So what would you say to the listener right now? 
who feels like they're in that confinement of not in the right metro, not in the right place, not in the right spot? What are just some practical things that you can give them to kind of help maybe move them towards that? Or how did you even recognize that at first? I think that you really just have to pay attention to what makes you come alive. Ooh, I like that. And really, um, honestly, like where you hear God the most, you know, because, you know, some people I'm trying to figure out how exactly I want to say this, because for me, like being in media, I am obviously in my assignment. Yeah. And I'm not it's not that I don't get tired, but like I do not get weary as much as I did outside of my Metron. Wow. So wow. for my personality type, like I feel like I'm built for advancement. Like I have to be building something. I wanna, you know, I wanna change something. I gotta bring, you know, I gotta bring solutions to people and I wanna see practical, measurable change. Mm. So that's how I am. So for me, when I stepped out of that, I felt like I was in survival mode. Mm. So uh. if you're in survival mode and and I don't mean like literally like you actually might be in survival yeah. mode of so like please stay in that job yep. but uh <laughs> like I'm mostly talking about like I felt like I was weary all the time at the church like wow. I felt like I was super run down I felt like I, I everything was like things that naturally were easy to me was very difficult yeah um you know especially spiritually so when I stepped back into that it was almost like I was re-energized and all the cells in my body like stood up and was like oh yeah this is what I was designed for yeah. So I would say pay attention to what makes you come alive a lot of the times, but also just like really, really press into what the father is saying. Like um, he really doesn't, you know, and, and it took me just asking, like, why was that so? D- and it was retrospectively like I, I a lot of the times have to go through the journey yeah. <laughs> like yeah. and have to look back. Right, and uh, right. So just asking, like, why was that so difficult? You know, and like God really shedding the light on your assignment and your calling. Like, I don't think that's stuff he keeps from us. Like, that's why would he good. design you to change something or do something or be something? And then say, well, figure it out, kiddo. That's you so know, good. so he's a good father. And if we believe that, he's not going to leave us. Like, he's not going to just like leave us wandering forever. So really pressing in and asking, like, you know, things are extra hard to do things you're typically good at. I would ask God why and see where you need to shift or maybe you need to move. And sometimes it's even just a different role in what you're currently doing. So it might not be a totally different mountain. It might not be a totally different assignment, but it could even just be like a shift in like mindset position. It could be tiny changes, you know, really asking those questions and being like curious, you know, with a good dad. It's like, you know, just shift this one thing. And when you make those little mindsets over and over and over, it's constantly putting you more and more into who you're meant to be. That's good. That's so good. I love it. Here's a little curveball because I feel like this is honestly recently where I found myself with this whole topic of finding your Metron and whatnot. Um, We've heard people talk about, you know, you have promises, you have prophetic words, but a lot of times you need to follow your favor, your current favor versus, you know, following a promise or a purpose Mm -hmm. um, because sometimes they don't match, right? And I found for me, I love how you just said though, it's so liberating when you look at it like that because sometimes you think, oh, I'm, I'm not satisfied where I'm at. This isn't my Metron. I'm, this is not my, my field of favor, you know, all that kind of thing. But then you're, you're looking everywhere else to try to find that. But maybe it's, it's not even that, you know, maybe, you know, I guess I'm asking because I feel like I have all these dreams and passions in the business mountain, you know, but my, maybe my current field of favor isn't in that quite yet. Yeah. So what do you, I don't know. What advice would you give to someone that's in that place? 
Yeah, I found that when you feel like a call towards something, are you really passionate about something to always start learning about it instantly? Because mm. yeah. there's two things that'll start happening is that one, you'll start learning a lot. And then when you are in that current field of favor, now you're like a billion times ahead of where you were going to be because you have good. all the knowledge. Like yeah. it's almost like your assignment caught up with all your knowledge, if that makes sense. Yeah. So yeah. I always say like to still follow that. But also, you know, when that's happened for me, when I do start like researching it and like figuring out stuff and watching videos or going down, you know, whatever that is. I also start meeting people with that, that, that assignment, you know, that maybe I might get to one yeah. day and now I have yeah. language to offer them. And I start having these really powerful conversations that I might not have had if I didn't, if I didn't have understanding and language for their current assignment that kind of maybe is in my heart that I'm passionate about one day. And so then having like the language to connect you to the right people. Um, That's good. And there's also something I think just about like what you're learning about attracts people like the right mm. people almost. Because, mm. um, you know, when I really started like, getting hardcore into the prophetic and like really going after that, like all these amazing prophets started showing up in my life. Not because <laughs> I not because yeah. I like went and like hunt them, <clears throat> hunted them down is because I like really like learned something about it, That's you crazy. know. So yeah. I really think that being a lifelong learner, even mm. in like things like that, where it, that almost doesn't even answer your question. <laughs> but like no, still that's wisdom, like, though. That's good. still going after it and still like you know maybe I might need this one day or maybe it's just to have a good conversation with someone in that assignment why do you think the media mountain and uh, or you know the media sphere or mm-hmm. why do you think the media area of influence is like one of the most important right now and where do you see media going yeah I think it's the most important is because you know it's it's original intent is to share truth like that's our one job <laughs> That's good. Like that's the only only thing that media is supposed to be doing is sharing truth, you know, and connecting people as well. You know, there's a lot of really great yeah. connection parts of media. Um, but one of the reasons why it's so important is because even though with the age and, and social media does fall into media as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's really controlling the narrative more powerfully than most people, uh, most other on. mountains yeah, are. Because absolutely. like, I mean, I love the church mountain. Like we have a local church and, you know, my husband's been a worship pastor for 15 years. So our heart for the media, our heart for the church mountain is still there, but they're not controlling a lot of narratives. You know, so if you can, if you can step powerfully onto the media mountain and start releasing truth, you'll start influencing every other mountain, actually. Wow, that's powerful. No, I thought so, something was so cool you said at Kingdom Reformers this year about how media and sound. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about that? Do you remember what you were sharing that? Because that was so good about sound, voice, media, and it was just, uh, it was powerful. That's well, cool. everything is sound first in the kingdom. The creative power of the kingdom is in sound. It lies within sound. So, you know, obviously in the Bible, let there be light and there was light. Mm -hmm. So that came from a sound. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So when people are releasing their sounds on every mountain, that's when things really start to change. And so when... Come on. You're going to be stirred up now. <laughs> and there's so much spiritual right. side of the stuff that I'll let y'all speak to. You know, I feel like you'll have, you will have you got that down. <laughs> but yeah, when you, when you start releasing your sound and sharing the truth, that's when things really, really start to change. Um, well, no, I, I think it's good because I think what... So like if you were still stuck in the church right now, mm-hmm. and what I mean stuck, I don't mean like in the negative context, but if you chose... I know people who would choose True. to stay somewhere even they feel miserable it's not their you know mm-hmm. realm of influence if you stayed there there would not be the residents 
within you to cause creation to change mm-hmm. because you aren't fully in line with your identity and what you were actually born to do. So the moment you stepped into the media mountain and you aligned with your purpose and identity and who you are, and I said that this morning is what happens now, your voice now is sounding alarm to creation and creation has to respond. So like when you're in media and you're in your spot, you're in your your place and you are given a sound, whether that's through a microphone, you know, sound can manifest different ways. Right. But you're in that spot, creation now has to respond. That's why we could be on a podcast right now and a listener could be hearing something and we're in our spot and we're sharing something and it may just be a simple truth, but it just resonates within them and their DNA at a cellular level starts coming alive Mm -hmm. because it's recognizing the sound that's coming through this mic, through the airwaves as responding to the sound of the Father. Mm -hmm. And that's what you're talking about. And I love it because that's what we need. We need more people to activate their voice, discover their voice, and actually get into that platform. Uh, You know, I I love what um, the Word of God says. You know, it says that we are the light of the world and the light belongs on the lampstand. So that's your area. That's your platform. That's your, you are created for a platform. You are created for a purpose. And when you find that spot and everything comes together, it's like you become the best version, the best version of yourself and creation has to respond as if it were responding to God because you're in sync with who God created you to be. Yeah, and I love that you bring up the lampstand because that's one thing that I teach a lot of my podcasters that are believers anyway. Like the Media Mountain is the modern day lampstand. Like, <laughs> Come on. That's why you see everyone's highlight reel and that's the the perversion of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, true that. So when you can, you know, be on the lampstand being authentic and bringing breakthrough and all that stuff, like that's, and like churches, like yeah, every, like people always hate on modern churches for having like social media or like you know that's the production side of stuff or whatever but yeah that's the lampstand the media mountain partnering with the media mountain is the lampstand if you want to get your message or your sound further faster you've got to step on the media mountain i love it you know i think what i want to see is uh i want to see the american dream kilt yeah (laughs) i said kilt 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 uh because i feel like the american dream has become the american nightmare and what we want to see people is come into their kingdom dream because it's in your kingdom dream in the moment that you were created, what you were designed for, what your creator designed you for. And when you find that out, it's like not only do you come alive, but you cause other people to come alive because when you're dead, I mean, it's hard to bring life anywhere. And I think that's what was so powerful about Jesus. Everywhere he went, he released life because he was in his moment. He was in his spot. I mean, how do you get a stranger off the street to follow you? Leave everything there and just follow you. I mean, you have to have some sort of life, some something of substance that you're releasing, talking to people that makes them want to do that. And I think that's the power we have is that when you're in your spot and you're releasing life, it causes other people to come alive and maybe just leave that, whatever that spot it is that's kind of caused them to die, that's domesticated them to cause them to come alive to purpose, to destiny, to really what they were created to be. Mm -hmm. And I just love that. And I know that's what you did for us. (laughs) And I know you're doing that for so many others. And so uh, we are all in on the media mountain. We're (laughs) passionate about this. And we have some new projects coming here soon that we're going to be announcing. Mm Mm-hmm. And so uh, we've been in the lab, <laughs> cooking some stuff up. 
And so you and you have a perfect golden voice too. I mean, you were your voice was created for media. If you guys don't know, Cassidy is not only a producer, but that golden voice of the intro or outro you hear, that is Cassidy herself. Yes. And you'll probably recognize her voice because she's on many podcasts. (laughs) Yes, definitely. That's one thing that I like really not try to like force on people but I'm like you know I really like to still do voice work and you know I'm actually still in radio locally in my hometown Wow! um, just because I do believe in the power of sound and I said earlier like my I am statement is I am the sound of the kingdom so like having the sound of the kingdom on different projects that I'm on that's one way I try to like covertly sneak in there (laughs) we're so glad you did oh yeah we are thankful so before I answer, you asked me where I see media going, yes. but I would love to know, because you guys are like stepping onto the yeah. Media Mountain powerfully, so I would love to know what you guys see for the future of the Media Mountain. You know, I, I actually see television dying. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, I'd just be transparent. I see cable just kind of going boom and i just see all these like individual platforms i mean you have youtube which we mm-hmm. just were part of a, a amazing conference with uh youtube uh i mean the thought one of the thought leaders of youtube was there and and uh just hearing the power and how i didn't realize that youtube is the second most uh second largest search engine there you go <laughs> And so, you know, it's the second largest search engine, which is crazy. I I didn't even know that, Mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, I think where you and and I think you see this happening with Apple TV now wanting to get into movies, Mm -hmm. you know, and you're seeing these different, you know, uh, I guess you could say media outlets that are actually seeing the trend that's coming. And so, I mean... I just, I love the fact from podcast to YouTube to video to all these different uh, outlets that I really do see it's going to put pressure on the current media. Yeah. Because I think when you have enough pressure, like, you know, you said this earlier, you saw the side of media where there was pressure put on to have to come up with that story, whether you liked it or not, whether mm-hmm. it was truth or not. I see the reverse effect happening. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing because, you know, cable is going to become a dying breed that you have all these other individual medias. And if I, I see I see the opportunity for influence of believers to begin to ascend to these uh, places of media outlets that will begin to put pressure on some of the fake media. Mm-hmm. And I just see it dying. I, I see I see the fake media dying and I see truth rising again. Yeah. But I feel like we have to catch it now. You have to get on the train now. You you have to, because right now, if you can get on the train now, we can begin to become innovative in media. Yeah. And many times in the church, we actually, we're on the tail end of innovation. And it's just, and you see this even in Christian music. Like I remember years ago when Justin Bieber just came out and then you go to a Christian bookstore, which are dying breeds now. You hardly see any Christian bookstores, but you had the net, you had the Christian version of Justin Bieber. That this kid just looked like Justin Bieber, sound like Justin Bieber. And so many times, like we are so used to copying. Like right now, I, I see a lot of Christians trying to be Gary Vee. Yeah, yeah. Let's just be honest. Why can't we get innovative? Why can't we be the ones that, these gurus are copying us. Right. And I just feel like we need to be able to catch it now. So I know it's probably a longer answer to your question, 
but we need to get innovative now. Right. And just to like go along with what you were saying with um, TV, this is kind of like, it's not off topic, but I think the only reason TV has survived is because TV changed mountains. Ooh. TV moved into the entertainment mountain. That's good. It's not in media really anymore. Oh, true. And it's, That's true. And also like, you talk to, if you talk to 20 people right now and yeah. ask how they get their news, very few of them, especially true. in my generation, is going to say, you know, CNN, Fox, whatever. Yeah. And also I would say that TV is now the cheapest form of media, not cheapest as in like dollars, yeah. but like less, the least listened to, mm-hmm. like I said at the beginning. So the survival yeah. of TV now it's lies true. in the entertainment mountain. Yeah. I mean, I think I get, I mean, a lot of my news I get today is on Facebook. Right. Oh yeah, me too. And I think one thought that came to mind when you asked us the question about where we see it going is, <clears throat> you know, looking at our kids, you know, it's yes. like, we can, we can think whatever we want, but let's go ask them what they think, you know? Yeah. Right. I mean, they're so drawn to media platforms and, and I know it's just, it's our culture. That's, mm-hmm. it, that's all they know. So I get that. But one of the things that I feel like not just our kids, but a lot of kids that, you know, we know and have been around are very drawn to different um, shows that have to do with family. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I feel like that's going to be emphasized even more in the next next um I don't know, move uh, of so God in media. I feel like it's going to emphasize family. It's going to emphasize building homes yeah. and um, the ho- the family structure. And I and that's what I'm <laughs> believing on. for because I feel like even with us doing this podcast, I mean, our tagline, you know, life, family, faith, and all things prophetic. Yep. It's That's that's our heart, you know? Mm-hmm. And so even us doing a podcast, that's still the vision behind it is, you know, creating healthy families, creating that structure, creating home for people. Um so yeah yeah that's another reason why I am passionate about the media mountain specifically is because what you're bringing up is that like you recognize that in a healthy way because you have a healthy family (laughs) but the media mountain also is fathering and mothering a lot of our young ones exactly so you know a lot of kids like whatever they're doing look at kids YouTube look at regular YouTube look at you know all sorts of stuff and you know people like you always see jokes on you know Instagram or Facebook or whatever and a mom's like I'm letting the TV babysit my kid today so I can do whatever and uh-huh. so, yeah. yeah, and I'm not hating on that. There's nothing necessarily wrong with that. But, you know, in the unhealthy homes or the broken homes, yeah. like the media mountain is fathering and mothering the next generation. That's so, so good. And that's so true. Yeah. And that's another reason to step on. Exactly. Well, right here, we're recording the podcast in the other room. Our kids are sitting there. They're not watching. We have cable. They're not watching cable. No. We they're watching YouTube. We really do. <laughs> like literally, they're watching YouTube and they're watching this YouTube family that they're really drawn to right now. And now our kids are coming to us. They want their they want to create a, a YouTube channel. I mean, this just kind of shows you where it's going. They're yeah. begging us actually. To yeah. Start what one. was it that Sean Cannell said at the conference? It's like it's like a real stat. Like eighty five percent of kids under twelve, their dream is to be a YouTube star. Yep. Yep. That's amazing. Yeah. Like that's no an- longer a movie star, a YouTube star. <laughs> yeah. I mean, think about I mean that just blows my mind right now. They're not wanting to be the the next uh Brad Pitt. They're wanting to be the next what, what was that one uh gal earlier uh oh man, what's her name? Uh man Miranda Singh. Yeah, Miranda Singh. You know, she's popular. They don't want to be the next Brad Pitt, they want to be the next Miranda Singh. And so I mean it's just so interesting. And that's probably I mean, there's other YouTube uh stars out there that I don't even know that the kids probably know that I don't even know. So I'm just learning. I'm trying to get caught up in this game. Yeah, it's so powerful because Miranda Singh's a normal person. Mm-hmm. Even the yep. younger generations valuing normal people more yes. than the superstars. It's true. 
They're wanting reality. Right. That's what it is. A cry for reality. And even, we were just talking about this the other day, like all our kids, they love the the sensory, like these, like, uh, what do you call them? They're like- Stim toys? Yeah. They're like these toys that are squishies. And they're just stimulating. And it just, to me, I just feel like it's it's really speaking to me, this generation, they they want reality. They want something that they can touch, something they could feel. Yeah. You know, they don't want the fake, you know, the fluff. They want reality. And I think this is where it's at. And I mean- Look at reality TV. I mean, this is really where it's going. Mm-hmm. So, so for me, it's. I think that the next five and especially five to ten years is going to be so interesting in media because I truly believe that media um, is actually going to mean nothing before it means something. Mm. So I think that it's grown and grown and grown and grown, the fake news mindset. And so I think I actually believe the best thing that can happen to the media mountain is that everybody is skeptical of it. So a new standard can be ushered in of what truth is. Wow. Um, So I believe because there's so many things happening and, you know, in the podcast space specifically, there's a new program out and it will you say like one sentence and it copies your voice and you can actually type out words and make a podcast with your own voice and never record anything. So I can, this whole thing, I could have typed it out. Like you could have sent me the questions. I could have typed it out and sent it to you and it could have been my voice. And so that's one thing that's happening in the media space. So even if I are in the podcast space, I mean, so if I wanted to record a podcast and say I misspoke, I could go back into the transcript and retype it and it would actually re-record me saying it in my own voice. So even the wow. the hardcore, um, and, I, and I believe it's the enemy that's like going after voices specifically trying yes. to cheapen voices mm. so now like you someone can artificially have my voice everything's going to be questioned to a higher level because now it could be you know you could hear a recording of trump saying something he never said wow you know what i mean you could use any any thought if you have i mean every thought leader every president every every important person in the world we can find an audio clip of their voice That's right scary. so if you submit it to a, a system like this and i've even played around with this software and it's good as soon as i heard about it i signed up for the base a test and I was like wow and it's not animatronic it's not robotic like it sounds like real people you know so I think the best thing that can happen is systems like that to come out so voices actually are attacked so the true voices can rise mm. and a new standard of that will be held in the media mountain and that's why we need believers to step into the media mountain now and start creating the solutions for the problem that will happen when the fake news era is finished and now tr- the standard of truth can be reushered in wow all those sci-fi movies i watch are coming true oh my <laughs> it word. sounds like it but it I mean, it's that's like for crazy. real stuff that's happening. And that's another thing like like believers need to be informed yeah. about that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Like, like I'm not saying like, oh, question everything. But I think that that's so such a great season. So we can now step, set the standard higher mm-hmm. and really say like, this is truth. This is not true. Yeah. So good. Mm-hmm. Wow. 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 So any last thoughts or words you'd like to leave with us today, Cassidy? Um, well, one of my favorite verses is Romans 819 I believe it is I see this so much in the media mountain and people don't really realize it so Romans 819 talks about how creation and the world is 
eagerly awaiting and like just so excited for the sons and daughters of God to be revealed. And part of what being revealed is, in my opinion, is coming out with your content. So I would just say if you're trying to make a transition to the media mountain, you know, we've talked a lot about news specifically. And just because, you know, I've been in radio for a long time, Mm -hmm. I kind of see a lot in that side. But, you know, I would just start with whatever you're passionate about. There's a lot of things in media. There's videography, there's photography, there's obviously radio, TV, writing, blogging, podcasting, YouTube, there's so social media, any sort of anything like that is the media mountain. And you can start small and just doing like just do anything. And one of the reasons why I feel like people don't step onto the media mountain is that spirit of intimidation. If y'all haven't listened to that episode, go back and listen to it. (laughs) Uh, So really overcoming that spirit of intimidation and like, oh, well, you know, like, I don't want to be vulnerable in that in front of that many people or I don't want to you know what if it's bad what if my first whatever you know so and just like really you know and you might say well videography and photography could be entertainment well yeah I can but if it's used in the form of communication it's media Mm. so just kind of starting um just starting doing things like that is stepping onto the media mountain um so yeah just go after it start small just start influencing people from that and we can see some really powerful change in that space and especially if you're the person that it says like, oh, I hate the news or I hate whatever. You know, if you see the problem in media, you also have the solution for media. Come on. <laughs> so if something yeah. if, if something bothers you, typically you have the solution. So really, uh, you know, if this has resonated with you, I would encourage you to do any of the list of things that I <laughs> just said <Come> on. <laughs> and start doing something in the media mountain. And you're uh, and those who are wanting to come into the podcast arena, you can help them. Can you kind of give them a little bit of what you do or yeah. how they can? Yeah, definitely. Um, I launch in produce podcasts so pretty much anything like podcast related I do so you can check out any of my stuff at creativepodcastcompany.com and that will lead me to my next question. Where can people follow you, glean from you, and check you out and have any resources you have? Yeah, definitely. You can follow um, any of the company stuff, create a podcast company on social media, or you can follow me at Casty Atkins, Casty spelled with two Y's, just so you know. And then uh, my own podcast is coming later this month. What? So, yeah. <laughs> so I had, a, I had a coach when I played volleyball that she actually played basketball her whole life and it yeah. always made me mad. So I can't be the the coach that doesn't do it right so, 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 so now is I got breaking my, news here is yes it, first, not, wow we get the breaking news <laughs> that's exciting Come I'm on. excited about that yeah so that's coming later this month and I'll drop the links to all that in the show notes because oh, yes. I'm going to produce this anyway yes. <laughs> I don't even have to say that so wow thank you Cassidy for being on this episode we got to do another one because I, I do sure. want to talk about another topic we were talking about earlier which I won't say yet suspense but we have to bring you and Daniel on because I think it'd be such an amazing episode so we got to plan that well guys once again if this podcast has enriched your life make sure to subscribe and would you share this podcast with a friend or family member as it will help us to extend our reach thank you for listening to this show today until next time this is Matt Gonzalez and this is Desiree Gonzalez we are out We hope that you enjoyed today's episode of the Matt and Des Experience. This podcast exists to inspire and motivate you to transform the world around you. Continue the journey with Matt and Des Gonzalez by liking them on Facebook and checking out mattanddes.com where you can discover more resources. If this podcast has impacted you, please subscribe and review wherever you listen to your podcast.